everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are feeling extra bubbly today because we have a special treat for you. I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and we are joined by some of our favorite podcasters, fellow Hallmark podcasters, the official Hallmark podcasters, Jackson Chaw from the Bubbly Session here. And we are here to talk about mysteries. Before I do that, I'm very glad my our very good friend Casey is also here. Hi, everybody. I am super stoked, Yay. and I'll tell you why. Because every time I listen to Jackson Shaw's recaps and mysteries, every time they say murder, I say it with them, and then I laugh. <laughs> like they can <laughs> So I'm super excited because I hope we get to say that all together today. Let's do it. So, yes, Jackson <laughs> Shaw, thank you so much for coming on. We love having you here. Rachel and Casey Hayes, Jack, thanks for having us. We can't wait to say murder all together, too. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Rachel and Casey, yes, we are. I mean, we were very excited to be invited. Um, You know, we love your podcast. And, uh, and yeah, let's, uh, we, we need to give you that little sound effect, too, the little mystery peek that we do after the murder. So, We'll, we'll do that. We'll put that in as well when we all do it in unison <laughs> together. So, and we also do who done it, don't we, yeah. Jack? So we got to do a who done it too. Um, all together. Who done it is fun. I, I feel like, uh, that one, I always feel like I stretch out the O so much. Like, yeah. Like it's hard when I'm not looking at you guys and we're not all in person, but I say let's do it. We're we're four gals that can get our unison going. I have faith in all of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's I think the last time we spoke, uh, at least with Jax, was uh, I mean on the podcast officially was uh, before uh, for Christmas, so it was in like November. Uh, can you believe that feels like it was a millennia ago? <laughs> Oh my god! It feels like it was such a long time ago, and it feels even longer ago that we were hanging out there in KL. I know, I know. That was so much fun, Rachel, to meet you in person and to just have all of us hanging out. Casey, I wished you were there too um, with us. That would have been awesome. But um, but yeah, that was really nice. If you ever do a Florida movie, you gotta. That's uh, right. Yeah, y'all come down here. We have the perfect. Beat. Yeah, evidently they had a Florida movie that was just about to shoot. I was reading uh, that got got canceled. Like it was really close that they were yeah. doing because last year they did Saint a bunch. Pete. Yeah, last year they did uh, Trula Blooms and a number of ones down there in um in Saint Petersburg. The um love the oh what was it called um Love in the Sun I think it was called. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Sean, Sean Christensen movie. Yes. He was in that. Yeah, that yeah. was in Florida. That Florida was, pretending right. to be Hawaii. Uh, that's I right. <laughs> I would I would be in either one of those places happily right now. I'd be in Florida, <laughs> I'd be in Hawaii, I'd be in Florida pretending to be in Hawaii. You know, wherever. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. It sounds great. So how have you both been handling uh, quarantine are you just going the most stir crazy you can possibly go or has it been pretty pretty chill for you what about you Jax um I mean for me it's interesting I miss people a lot I miss yeah. my family a lot um I miss friends I miss there's a lot of things that I, I do miss I will say that I I don't really get 
stir crazy and I don't really get bored, which is nice. Like that's just never been a thing with me, but I will say that I am more grateful than ever that I got a pet this year. Mm. My little buddy Artie. I mean, I, you know, Sean and I, we met him on the same day. We we're at the, the kitten bowl. We met him together. It was, it was love at first sight, but I not really thought before, oh, I, I need a pet. That's what I want. But I will say that during this time of being at home, um, he's really, I've, re- I've relied on him heavy for emotional support and cuddles and I'm extra grateful for him. So I, I want to give him a little shout out. <laughs> oh, that's really sweet. And you've got him at a Hallmark event. That's amazing. That's amazing. It, it was yeah. great. I will say that that it feels like something that would be great for branding, but it really was almost like in spite of itself, I didn't want to do it. I'm like, I don't want to make a rash decision just because this feels so right. right. Am I just like looking into his eyes and thinking this is the right decision because I'm here and I'm swept up in the moment. But literally every day I wake up and I'm like, no, you're, you're my perfect kitty. You're my perfect kitty. So I'm really glad. I'm really That's glad he's around. And well, he's now listening to us talk about all Hallmark stuff. I know we're yeah. getting the information now. <laughs> I knew that you two were soulmates, Jax, um, from from the first meow meet cute, which is Aww. what we've coined now that Jax and Artie had together at the kitten bowl. Um, uh, I have to echo Jax in the sense that I don't get bored, but I do have a three-year-old at home with me um, who also doesn't get bored. Uh, and right. I <laughs> wish she would get bored sometimes. So, um, because, uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, it's, uh, it's been definitely an adventure in parenting. Um, Casey, I know you have kids too. Mm-hmm. Um, so quarantine, I think has left parents, um, with some challenges. Um, but it's also, I think the positive that a lot of people with children have shared is, um, there has been a little bit more family time and quality time that's been had, um, from this, but, uh, it has been it has been a challenge with homeschooling and um, just finding things to mm-hmm. do and um, not being able yeah. to go anywhere or have those activities and um, so yeah, yeah I've I've gone a little stir crazy sometimes for sure but watching, and I miss my family watching a lot. Frozen two for like the thirtieth time oh man <laughs> <laughs> okay Rachel so you know my you know my life yes yeah, I, I am I, constantly I singing this yes we are singing the soundtrack I've got Daniel Tiger songs that I wake up just like they're in my head so yeah you hey, you know my life <laughs> the Daniel Daniel Tiger you know like Catherine Disher is on that show. Yes, so uh, I did. I did actually know that. I did know that family connection right yeah, there. So there yeah, Shaw, <laughs> your girl did it. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm just so excited because I did not know that. So thank you for that. I get. I did. That's right. I was gonna say, Shaw, your girl and my girls would be besties during yes. quarantine because yes, Daniel Tiger, Pinkalicious. Frozen oh, yes. over and over and over again. I, yep. I'm like trying to get them to watch like Moana or Tangled. And those are like numbers two and three, but it's literally frozen. My daughter sings it all the time. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. she puts on performances. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. A couple, and my, yeah. <laughs> a couple of weeks it's, ago. It's yeah. A couple of weeks ago, Casey messaged me and she's like, you're a family movie person. I need recommendations now. <laughs> more. I can't listen to Frozen one more time. So yeah, <laughs> you're not alone there. I think. Casey's but. their preferred princess. Is it Anna? Is it Elsa? Or is it equal opportunity to sponsor for <sighs> the Frozen? family you know it really depends on the mood of each girl yeah so, <laughs> well they're both queens now yeah, so that's I exciting mean, yeah and sometimes it's anna sometimes it's elsa sometimes they both choose one or the other sometimes they fight over like one i mean <laughs> it's just frozen chaos over here <laughs> <laughs> yeah v is always in her frozen a, a lot of times she's in her frozen nightgown and she she always chooses olaf though olaf is her guy so um She's, she doesn't ever choose between the princesses for some reason. She's always like, oh, lost her favorite. So, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, very good. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been challenging for me. Harder than I, I have said it a lot on the podcast, but it's been harder than I expected because I work from home. So I didn't think it would be that hard, but I didn't realize how much the social interactions that I do have or did have um mattered to me the particularly church and going to the movie screenings and there were times i would go to you know two or three a day uh, that was not unheard of and uh like just last um saturday i i like didn't have a whole lot to do uh and i just realized that oh this would have been a movie day this would have been the day i'd go to the independent theater in town and i would have just been at the theater all day and uh and <laughs> so uh, it's, uh, it's just, you get in those routines and then when you get out of the routines for someone like me, it's kind of jarring. Uh, but luckily, I mean, thankfully I've had the podcast, uh, because I know other singles that haven't had that have, it's been even harder and more isolating and more, uh, you know, difficult. And so I don't know, it's a, it's been a, it's been a crazy time and I'm glad we're kind of feel like we're sort of at the tail end dish you know of it hopefully cross fingers yeah i was thinking about you rachel because i know that you go to so many screenings yeah i think there's still a lot of you know uncertainty i mean the good thing is a lot of people's churches are opening back up and that's encouraging but there's still a lot of uncertainty yeah. around live theater and, and movie theaters yeah. and that, you know it's um so i think I'm sure and, that lifestyle is really yeah. difficult and I think they're going to, I think we're going to make it to get to see Tenet in July. We're just hoping and hoping, please, please. Uh, but uh, right now we're, we're all hanging on, on Tenet in July and that the, the theaters will be open and then Mulan at the end of July. So please, but we'll see what happens. You know, obviously they have to make the decision that's the best for the health of everybody. I will respect that, but... But, you know, we'll just see. But it's been a, it's been a challenging, a definitely challenging time. I mean, and, and the thing that's hard is that nobody really knows. Nobody's ever experienced anything like this before. Nobody knows 100% what the right thing is to do. It's not like you can go back on prior experience and be like, okay, this is what we should do. None exactly. So we're all trying to make the best decision possible. And, uh, you know, we got uh, we've got Disney World reopening at the beginning of uh, well, it's like July 11th, 
So that we're, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. It's just going to be one thing kind of after another, just dipping our toes, just making sure we're doing it right. And, and we'll see, but. Uh, we well, I'm really glad that we've had, you know, all of us have had Hallmark Channel and had the yes. movies to sort of, you know, um, rely on. And even if there haven't been, you know, I mean, we've got new movies coming up, but, um, even if there haven't been new movies, all the old favorites and like when they did the Christmas weekends were, Mm -hmm. uh, such a bright spot in the, um, the quarantine. So, uh, that's been really nice. Yes. That's been really, really good. Yeah. I mean, it's so weird because they canceled the two movies in the fall first reason we have no idea why and uh maybe they were somehow prosaic (laughs) Um, they canceled and then and then now we're getting them this in this uh a little romance we'll watch those uh when this airs and uh and then these you know then the acquisition and somehow they managed to to cobble together uh a season out of nothing (laughs) Which was really impressive, I thought. Absolutely. And, you know, I think the film industry in general, you know, just from um, obviously being a part of Hallmark, but also being an actor and um, just knowing a lot of people in the industry, it, you know, it was hit hard by COVID. A lot of obviously productions had to stop, even when mm-hmm. they were mid filming. Um, yeah. you, you know, one of the mysteries we're probably going to talk about tonight, mm-hmm. Aurora Tea Garden. Um, we know they weekend, were. Right? Yeah, they were a weekend and then they had to sort of shut down. So um, it is really impressive how they sort of went back in their library and was like, oh, okay, well, this was slated for this time. Let's move it up. Like they, I think they've done a really good job programming wise of trying to um, fill the slots and give us still new content, which is honestly, I can't say for many other networks you know, that are bringing new content. So it's exciting that we're able to watch. I mean, in a little romance, we're going to be watching three new movies. Right. um, That we've never seen. So that's exciting. Three new movies. Plus then there's the two new movies on, uh, on movies and mysteries, the two uh, purchased uh, the card ones. So, yeah, I mean, I think they've done a pretty good job of, uh, of given the situation, I think they've done as good a job as they can do of providing these films so we're excited about that and we're excited today to talk about the mysteries and we we're trying to kind of figure out an angle and kind of what we came up with is to talk about each of sort of our leading ladies uh and what we kind of like uh, most about them what differentiates them and their series and Uh, So we just thought this would be kind of a fun exercise. I I do think that my favorite of your, of your guys's coverage is the mysteries. Uh, I think, I don't know. I just like the way that you sort of stage it as this, uh, you have your, 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 the way that you sort of stage it with the clues and everything kind of going through and through the mystery, I think is a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I like how um, whenever you guys are giving each character description, I'm like, okay, yeah, I was lining up with Shawl on this mm-hmm. movie the whole yeah. time. <laughs> or I was lining up with Jax. Yep. Okay. Okay, cool. I'm not completely off my rocker. <laughs> do, you guys need, do you guys have your sleuther nicknames yet? <laughs> 
I do not. They need, they need some. They need some mystery Maven Jacks, don't they? Yeah, you get. I think that you guys. Well, that we definitely need to get you fun monikers. So yes. then we're on the case, and we're all saying our words in unison and going through our usual suspects. So you can really feel like you're cracking it because I think you guys have very good critical analysis skills. So you know, once you have a nickname and that, you're unstoppable. Yes. <laughs> Well, y'all, I just have to say one, thank you so much for that compliment. We so appreciate that. But two, I got to give a shout out to Mr. Maven Jacks right here because y'all, it's all her. Mm -hmm. She is so good at coming up with and building out those episodes with the usual suspects, with the games. Um, it's, it's made covering the mysteries so much fun. Um, and like, I, I, cause I didn't actually get into the mysteries until she turned me on to them and she said, Oh my gosh, you need to watch the mysteries. And then we decided that we would make it a part of the podcast, but it's all mystery maven. So, um, all but, the way. But, Jack, so I gotta give you a shout out. But our nicknames came from you, Shaw. Yeah. I mean, that was my small that's contribution the, to <laughs> the mystery um, episode. That's you why what? you guys are the dynamic duo. <laughs> well, One we are podcasting. Oh. You get a nickname, that's all you need. And yeah. That's it. I, Who's I, better at sleuthing out of you two, Rachel, uh, Rachel and Casey? Who do you think is a better sleuth out of the two of you? Out of Who's the, oh, a super oh, sleuth? Us. I don't yeah. know if we have ever done a mystery episode together. Mm-hmm. Um, nope. uh, so that it's a little bit guessing. Um, but I don't I feel like Casey's better than me at, at the at the picking up the clues and the and the figuring it out. Uh, you know who's really good? <laughs> He's gonna hate me when I say it, but my husband's <laughs> way better at <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Every single time he's like it's that person. Yeah. And I'm like, it's not that person. They have literally a line to say and they're fine. Yeah. And then at the end, he's <laughs> like, I told you, I told you that that person was going to, you know, be the murderer. And I'm like, how did you know that? I mean, you don't even like this stuff. <laughs> well, I love that he knows who it is. I feel like my <laughs> boyfriend will be like, Maybe it'll be Christopher Palaha this time. Like he refers to him by name. And I'm like, it's not going to be Christopher Palaha. And that's (laughs) not even Travis's name. It's Travis. It's not Christopher Palaha. And they might switch it up, up, you guys. Like, no, they're not going to. I mean, maybe, you know what? I stand corrected. If Christopher Palaha as Travis becomes the killer, you'll have it here, folks. But I I was Mm. wrong. Yeah, when I watch the the mysteries, I I break them down into murder, victim, and then what I call family fun, which is just like all the other fun, like romance or extra stuff. And then red herrings is my biggest category. (laughs) There's always so many. And uh, and after you've seen a bunch of these, it become it does become pretty obvious uh, what's going to happen. But I usually don't mind that because uh, it's just part of it. So, I mean, it's the same way with romantic comedy. It's not like you're going to be like, oh, they're they're not going to get together at the end. You know what's going to happen, but it's sort of the the road to get there. And if they can make it fun. Uh, I feel like it lately, 
I feel like lately they've been switching it up though because they're which one was it that uh the uh, matchmaker mysteries that I was Mm -hmm. watching and I was like oh yeah this guy's he's a big name ish in Hallmark and he's the killer done yeah and it wasn't I was wrong (laughs) I'm like I mean well you can usually tell too when the character gets introduced as a suspect like if they're introduced really early on they're probably not but they might come back it depends (laughs) yeah you never know Casey I I was the same with the matchmaker with the recent matchmaker mysteries Mm -hmm. I also on our recap I think I talk about like it completely threw me for a loop so you're right they are they are getting crafty and even on the the latest mystery 101 also Mm -hmm. sort Mm -hmm. of was like wait say what now so they are starting to pull out you know some unique Mm -hmm. ways in which um even the the killer does the you know does the murder or the motivation behind it yeah um because there are some layers to them for sure you know they're campy and fun but yeah they're starting to to be a little bit deeper um and elevate the storytelling which is cool Mm -hmm. well and a couple this year i've noticed have had like a jewel heist element which i like because it just adds kind of it's not always a murder investigation uh it's like there's like the um uh the one of the martha's vineyard one had a jewel heist kind of element to it and i think the um picture perfect mystery had a jewel heist kind of element to it and i think that that that's that adds another layer as well because it's not just kind of who killed who it's where's the where where is the jewel where is it hiding? yeah i i i like that element too and then i think that it cuts down a little bit on some of the violence too, which is great because yeah. Hallmark is really good because it's still so family friendly that um, you can watch it with your kids. You can watch oh, yeah. it. And for me, I get pretty triggered by violence, but I don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. But guys, quickly before we continue, may I present for your consideration Red Herring Rachel and on the case Casey. Uh, what do we feel ooh, like? Oh, yeah. Uh oh. I like that. <laughs> yes. It's good. I'm oh going to hashtag goodness. that. Yeah. <laughs> Mystery Maven Jacks does it again. Case closed. Yes. I, Casey, maybe that can be your thing that you always say too. On the case, Casey, at the end of the at the end when you're done, you're like case, case closed. closed. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, like you, Shaw, in that I didn't like this. I told Amber when we first started, I was like, I don't want to cover them. They're really boring. They're not for me. <laughs> I don't want to cover them. But and maybe this is unpopular to say, but the one that won me over was actually Garage Sale Mysteries. I just found them really fun and I really liked the whole family dynamic of them. And I, I thought they were were a lot better written than the other ones that year. This was 2017. And uh and so that kind of got me on board. And uh I guess I've been on ever since I'm on board. <laughs> yeah. No, that that makes total sense because I mean, look, they are definitely I mean they're different. They're different mm-hmm. than the rom coms, but that's what sort yeah. of, you know, um it was neat. It was sort of a neat way to get into something family friendly that's not, 
like romantic, mm-hmm. even though they do have, I mean, again, Jax knows this. I mean, mm-hmm. I live for the romance in these. Like that's something that I like, you know, if there's like the main couple, like when are they going to get together or what are they doing? Like I'm always like, yeah. you know, in this last Aurora Tea Garden, oh my gosh, I like was so excited in Heist and Seek that just aired. Yeah. Um, but uh, but well, yeah, I mean, Garage Sale Mysteries was a good one. I really, I really liked mm-hmm. that series. I love how they were a married couple. You hardly ever, we don't have that in any anything else in homework really so that was fun but let's dive in let's start talking let's talk about aurora tea garden so we're just going to say one thing that we like about the series uh and uh, so why don't you start casey say your thing so aurora tea garden i'm pretty sure that was my gateway into the hallmark mysteries and you guys all know i love ccb as much as everybody else and their mom and everybody who grew up in the 90s because dj tanner um (laughs) but i i just i like the it's kind of nancy drewish but like adult nancy drewish to me and i'm not huge on like a bunch of like murder and killing and a lot of like prime time stuff so this is the perfect you know Mm-hmm. mix of everything where it's still clean and it's still really well written and you still do have the murder and I'm not like freaked out hiding under my bed <laughs> because I'm absolutely terrified of stuff mm-hmm. um but I love Aurora Tea Garden I love that um she's got Nick and I too was like dying at the end of Heist and Seek I'm pretty sure that's the name of the te- the last mm-hmm. movie when she got proposed to in the library because it's so perfect. So love all those. So what about you? What's your favorite thing about Aurora? I mean, uh, Casey, uh, on the case, Casey, I got to say, I totally 100% agree. I am, I mean, I'm such an Aurora Tea Garden fan. Uh, that's also how I got into the mysteries as well. Um, huge CCB fan. Um one of the things that I love about Aurora, um, I do love that she's a librarian. I love that there's a literary element to it. So that Nancy Drew esque sort of, um, mystery, but I love Mary Lou Henner mm-hmm. in it too. And I love their relationship, Aida and Roe and, um, how Aida just does not even put up with the real murders club. Like she is not having it um, until she, and, but she always gets dragged in <laughs> to the hijinks and the cases. And so um, it's really, it's a really fun series. I like the worlds, but I really like the two of them. Mm-hmm. I like their mother daughter relationship. Um, and it's fun. It's yeah. fun. Jax, what do you like most about this one? So, I shall. I'm so sorry because I know you hate this word and it makes you cringe, but I'm going to have to say it to reference my favorite word, Tea Garden movie. A, a very foul play. Oh my gosh. I'm going to mm-hmm. hang up right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is my word. That is my word. Okay. But you said it once. It's fine. You don't need to repeat it again, right? I you know, it say, so it works. Yeah. Okay, when great. We, when we originally heard this title, I thought before I saw the previews or read any synopsis about it, that it was going to be about baseball or sports. 
And then I was so pleasantly surprised that it was oh, indeed about play. the play. And when they put ah, when they you said are, it again, Rachel. You said it again. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> The, the only thing that hurt that though for me was that they had literally had almost the exact same story on mystery 101 that same summer i felt like that that set of aurora tea garden movies they were i felt like they all had recycled plots that hallmark had just used barely before that was my only problem with it, it was I'm, fun. I'm gonna be real with you i live for I, like i just love i love theater i've always been a theater gal i love going to see theater and again this might be you know talking about unpopular opinions i actually would not mind if they put on a play in every (laughs) mystery like like, (laughs) i i would not get sick of it i honestly don't even think if i would get sick of it they literally had every cast do literally the same script because that but that's me i know that that's not a thing in the world, but I just will never get sick of people in a movie putting on a play, especially the fact that they got thrown into the play, yeah. having not seen the script. And I thought that Cameron <laughs> Gray was really funny in that. Yeah. They, they were. Actress that was supposed to be, or she's, as Aurora, she's not the world's worst actress but she's not good and then Aida is so good right that I thought that that the whole performative aspect of it for me and that one in particular yeah. I was just tickled by so uh, that yeah. was a particular favorite of mine my favorite Aurora Tea Garden is definitely the last scene alive because uh, I liked the whole element of the movie within a movie mm-hmm. like they're shooting a movie and that in that whole scene in the big like old abandoned factory and that's like classic hollywood tropes you know this old the old steam and (laughs) things factory uh that uh they have in uh but it was really i liked that that one was fun to me uh but i think the best thing about aurora tea garden is her interactions with arthur i just think that and you can just tell that he's like, why do I have to put up with this woman? What is going on? But, uh, but I don't know. I, I mean, I love Peter Benson. And I think the two of them are a lot of fun. And so that's probably my favorite part of the series is, is the two of them. So. And, oh, that's you true. Know, her interactions. Yeah, that, that's really true. Because then you also have the element that there's this conflict and every time I am really tickled by that. That I yeah, and then now Peter Benson's directing, which is cool. Yeah. So some of these that they they're not doing one this year we'll just we'll go through kind of quick. Um and then others we'll spend a little bit more time on. So next we have Haley Dean, which is one we'll go through kind of quick if that's okay. Um but my and I don't know if we all kind of agree maybe on this, but my favorite thing is definitely this chemistry with with Viv Leacock. And I was so glad in the second set that they did last year that they uh that they focused more on that. Because uh, I wasn't a big fan of the whole set with Chad Lowe, I think was his name. I wasn't a big fan of that set of those mysteries. Um, but 
Casey, what do you think about Haley Dean? Are you you haven't seen Haley Dean, right? So this is the one series that I tried, and maybe I was just in a really bad mood that night mm-hmm. or whatever. But I have not really seen any. I think I saw one. Yeah. Um. So you guys are gonna have to let me know which one I should start with, or if there's a favorite one that I should just like watch. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing with the the Chad Loth character was that. I I felt like they were paying it. This was going to be like super emotional and this big reveal. And it was kind of obvious and sort of not that emotional. So then I didn't like it. But then these later ones, last three, were just allowed to be more fun. But, uh, but what do you think, uh, Jack Straw, about Haley Bean? Well, Jack knows that I am um, a huge Kelly Martin fan. And when mm-hmm. we were able to interview her for the podcast. I mean, you know, similar to what Casey said about, you know, CCB growing up with her, I feel like I grew up with Kelly Martin too. And she was in a lot of things that I really loved and enjoyed. And, um, there was a show called Christy that I loved that had when calls the heart vibes too. If anybody's listening ends on the cliffhanger of all cliffhangers. Oh, Absolutely. Oh, the, love so triangle, oh. the love triangle. Like, you don't know. Yeah. So um, anyway, I, uh, and you know, she was in ER and she had that fabulous story on ER and her yeah. character. And so anyway, um, I think she's just a phenomenal actress. So she's really, it, I'm really engaged when I watch her in anything. Um, and I will agree with you, Rachel, that I love her and Viv together. I think Viv Leacock is also super talented. And I would say, Casey, Death on Duty, the most recent, I really liked that one a lot. And I thought that one had a lot of twists and turns too. So it'll, it'll take you on a little bit of a ride. Uh, Jax, I don't know if that would be the one for you that you loved, but um, the most, but I thought um, that one took me on a ride. I, I think Death on Duty is definitely a good gateway into Haley Dean. Um, also because there's the emotional investment of someone that Finch knew who gets, and now I think it's time for us all to say it together. <laughs> right. Wow. You Plus, guys are naturals. You're natural at that. <laughs> Plus, that one uh, won't give it away as a spoiler, but the ending's fun. Yes. yes. Oh, oh, stop. That. Stop. Oh. I'm stop talking. Yeah. Because I, it's wild. Any, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. not um, um, all right. So, yes, no, but I, I do. Um, yeah. I. Yeah. Sorry, the ending of that is really wild, and they're taking me back, and I feel like I need to watch that one again. But I love the <laughs> funny comedy, and I think that that one definitely... When I'm watching the mysteries, I'm not as invested in the romance, but I love the buddy aspect of that as well. So mm-hmm. I think that on the case, Casey, and you know, if you like a Nancy Grace cameo, you can't go wrong. Yeah, right? that's true. That is true. Oh, that's All always right. so fun. Uh, next, we have Al Sweeney, who, of course, was in two two different mysteries, uh, The Murder She Baked, and then, uh, and then in Chronicle Mysteries. And I have to be honest, I was pretty disappointed in Chronicle Mysteries. And I don't know if I'm just too close to it as a podcaster, because they weren't 
like podcasts really at all they were like news reporting kind of like it wasn't a true crime podcast and i i just i felt like she could have if she was gonna do a a current case that she's solving along the way which is not how true crime podcasts are done if she was gonna do that then i think they could have used the audience way more and and have them like giving her clues or somehow being they could have just I don't know. It just felt extremely generic and I was expecting it to be so much better. Um, but I guess my favorite part about it, even though I was disappointed as a whole in the series, um, was the side characters. I love Rebecca Staub. I think her character's name is like Elaine, I think. Anyway, she's great. And I love Dave Colette, <laughs> especially the episode where he's like, gore. he's like eating all the snacks in the car because he's so stressed out. Uh, doing the stakeout. Though those those are my that's my favorite part of Chronicle Mysteries. Casey, do you watch any Chronicle Mysteries? Yes, I do. I too. I was a little surprised um, at the I don't know lack of podcasting. Um, I was really hoping that the trilogy would like be the same story. Like she's trying to figure out what happened to her best friend, and it just builds on mm-hmm. each other. So it'd be like a trilogy type of thing. Um, but I mean, I, I really enjoyed them. Um, I really like the main characters, the um, Allison Sweeney and what's his ben, name? Ben, Benjamin Ayers. Yes. I love their chemistry. I think it's a lot of fun. And they seem like a good pair um, in the fact that she has a reason to be involved with crime. Unlike, you know, Aurora Tea Garden, who's just stumbling into crime, you know? Um, so I just like that aspect of it, too. Mm-hmm. What do you what do yeah. you think? I think I think a cool thing that I love about Alex is the fact that in a lot of other mystery series, you know, our our lead female sleuth has all these relationships with like law enforcement, but I think it's so cool in this that Alex is reliant on her team of journalists and on Chuck to crack the case. And I am also obsessed with Chuck. I love him, Rachel. Uh, sorry, red hearing Rachel. Excuse yeah. me. I'll never, I will not call you just Rachel and we're talking about this. <laughs> you either on the case, Casey. But I do like that she needs to be reliant on the team that's around her. And she's not actually going to this outside source. She's on the case herself. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, what about? Yeah, you? I ag- I agree with that, Jackson. I think that the other thing, you know, just with going back to the podcasting, I think what it was uh, from what I gathered, I think it was trying to mirror sort of a serial type feel in terms of the way she like was podcasting, um, like just her tone of voice and the way that the case sort of would unfold. It's just um, that serial is scripted. Yeah, like, you know, so like it's not the yeah, s- it's not the same. Uh, it's she's felt like more of a reporter to me than well, a well that makes that makes sense too because she's got the newspaper yeah. ties and her family. So you know maybe that was in fact part of it too. Um, and what I will say is I do think her and Drew have really good chemistry. Um, they do have, uh, that almost kiss 
in mm-hmm. the um, in the deep end. I think that was the movie where they we have they have an almost kiss, and I was here for it. So yeah. I I love that slow burn in any of our you know when we do have that in either our rom coms or our mysteries, like especially in the mysteries, I think they do a really good job of the slow burn. Um, it's it's like it's good. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah. Next, we have Lacey Chabert in Crosswords Mysteries. And I think that the chemistry with Brennan, it helps a lot. And the chemistry with Barbara Niven in this one, I still think they're struggling to figure out how they can involve her because it's just not like a natural fit aside from the first one where there were clues in the actual puzzle. Uh, and so I think Hold up, though, a- Rachel, Red Herring Rachel. Let me, just, let me just stop you right there because... Uh, did you watch the one about magic? Uh-huh. Abra Cadaver. Yeah. Did you watch that one? Yeah. I that did. one, I, I cannot say, like, one, we had to wait for that one because it got pushed a little bit. Right. And so I know everybody was like, where it at? Um, and then when it came up, they did not disappoint me. That That one was so action-packed there was so many things happening and I felt like they actually utilized um Tess Lacey's character like the most Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. that movie yeah and sort of they had it at her because they had it at her birthday party and they had her taking those magic lessons so they were able to figure out how to kind of involve her but uh, Casey what's your favorite part about this series no I agree with Shaw so when I first saw the first one and you know how the first movie to any series is kind of like you know they're testing the water they're trying to figure out their groove whatever that one was like you know okay I can dig this the second one I was like "Ah." (laughs) the third one though Mm -hmm. I I was hooked I mean my mouth was probably to the floor the entire time (laughs) Because I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was well. The so magic good. was a fun element because it added that kind of uh, layer, yeah, you know, layer to it. Yeah. No, that's I'm true. here for it. I think the I think the puzzle aspect because that's what I was wondering too is like how are they going to do a crossword for every single mystery? That's going to be yeah. kind of weird. But the fact that it's a puzzle is very intriguing to me, mm-hmm. um, and I think it just makes it a fun spin. Yeah. Jax, you agree? <laughs> Okay, so, um, yes, I think Abracadabra, yes, I, subsequently to watching that movie, I took a magic lesson, but I also went to see this American magician and puzzle maker, David Kwong, perform. He did Mm -hmm. a show called The Enigmatist, and he also works for the New York Times, um, puzzling knows Will Short to appear in these movies and I went up to him after all nerdy and I was like hi um I just want to know you can watch this movie um it's uh called Evercadaver and it's like about and he goes like 15 people have told me that I should be in that movie that's funny <laughs> that's and awesome Jax I didn't that, know that is Will Short in all of them or is he just in the first one so Will Schwartz makes an appearance in all of, them. all of the movies. Okay. But David Kwong has not been in any of them. <laughs> but you should follow him. He's the enigmatist. He's an amazing creator, puzzle maker. And if I would leave my boyfriend for anyone, it would be this man. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, well, he, he had heard about it. And I, I thought, 
oh, this is going to be so niche. I'm going to tell him about this Hallmark <laughs> movie that has to do with magic and crossword puzzles. And he's like, I've been hearing about this since the movie came out. And I'm like, that's great. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the final thing I will say, Rachel, about Tess that I think is so interesting when it comes to um, a mystery heroine is that she really does have this superpower which is her mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's very cool how she, you know, I think it's fascinating when people do crossword puzzles, period. I'm terrible at them. So um, it's, it's something that I think is really intriguing yeah. about this character um, that she sort of can fit those things, fit the pieces together, you know, and come yeah. up with things so quickly. I think that's really cool. I do, if, if anybody in Hallmark is listening, I do think it would be awesome if they had an episode that really used Barbara Niven well. So far, she's been kind of an exposition dump character, like the, just sort of there for Lacey to sort of say all the clues to. And it would be great because she's awesome and it would be really fun to see her like totally kick butt and like be great. I would love that. So, Ooh, I would like that and, too. And, that would be, I would, I'm into uh, that. Yeah. I like that. If they kick butt together, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. totally into that too. Yeah. <laughs> so then we have Ruby Herring uh, with Taylor Cole. And for me, I actually, it's, I mean, I love Taylor Cole. She's great. Uh, but I love Stephen Huzar in these. <laughs> I think he is so sexy and so dreamy. And I just, I just, even his name, Jake, you know, it was like great. And I just think he's really good. <laughs> This is my favorite part. His name, Jake. I love that. You're like, just Jake. Just the fact that his name is Jake. Yeah, yeah. Hot boy name. (laughs) Hot boy name, exactly. Totally. Uh, Casey, have you you had to see any of the Ruby Herring? Yes, I have not seen the recent one. I need to, I'm still trying to catch up, but I do like it, Ruby Harry. It's kind of it's kind of light, and like you said, they've got some good looking people on that show. Yeah, so. they do. <laughs> and hers is probably the most natural role for becoming an amateur sleuth because she's a reporter, so it like makes the most sense. Yeah, I can see what you're saying with her being on the crime beat. It does lend itself very naturally to her solving crimes. And then also with her dad, that makes a lot of sense, too. That's the world that she sort of grew up in. I did not know that you were such a fan of Jake, Rachel. Oh, yeah. Yes. I heard the passion in your voice, and I uh, <laughs> watch Ruby Herring. Yeah. That's right. Oh my goodness! I mean, I will second everyone in saying that it's it is a fun world, and definitely the news element for me. I love. Um, I also feel that way about morning show mysteries when we get to that too. But just the fact that it's a little bit of a newsroom, and I like how Ruby is a little campy. Too. It's a little bit campy sometimes, which I like, um, like the news you can use and all of her news stories. It's, it's really fun. It's, yeah. it's very fun and lighthearted. I feel like it, it sometimes doesn't take itself so seriously, which I appreciate yeah. about it. Um, I, so I feel the same way about the next one up. It's the Matchmaker Mysteries, Danica McKellar. And uh, I, I was pretty skeptical going into this one because it is a huge stretch for getting this matchmaker involved in this amateur sleuthing. But I do think the series has a pretty good sense of humor. And when she's like, 
I don't know, like out spying on people or whatever and, and looking ridiculous. And there's a sort of smile and there's a sort of awareness that I think makes it fun. And, uh, and so I enjoyed it a lot more than I expected and her and Victor Webster, a lot of fun. Uh, so Casey, did you see matchmaker mysteries? Yes, I've seen both of them. Um, okay. <laughs> so this one I love, I, I do love, I think Danica and Victor are great. Yeah. However, my one thing is for me personally, I think way too hard about these mysteries, especially this one, because every single time I guess wrong. I mean, that's pretty often, but for this one, I'm so dead sure that it's like somebody else. And then of course, on the, at the end, it's, it has to do with love because Angie Dove will find you love. And of course the person who died was a victim of love. So, um, that's what I'm always like, dang it. I should have known that. I should have known that it was the guy who was, you know, cheating on his wife. So <laughs> now I know for the future one, number three, I'm going to be like, okay, who, who has, who has a secret lover here? I'm, I'm, I'm going to be looking this time. I'm going to get Her it right. Spurned lover. That's what you should be looking for. <laughs> it's bitter. On the case, Casey, yeah. I was completely, I said the same thing to myself. I was duped. I was completely duped and I did not see that, that coming either. And I also admonished myself for it. Um, I, I do love watching. I mean, Danica McKellar, she's a girl. I love watching her. I love Patty Stanger. I love matchmaking. I, but I, I was actively upset with my mystery maiden skills or lack thereof when I did not see it coming so i feel you yeah did not see it coming and the other thing about the show the 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 two movies we've seen and and sort of this world that i think is really fun and again with patty stanger being involved too is the actual dating advice that is on the movie and sort of again that um inspo being um you know uh the uh, the Millionaire Matchmaker, right, Jax? That's, that was mm -hmm. Patty's series. Yeah. Um, so that's sort of fun um, to watch who she's matchmaking and what the advice is. Um, the last movie, I thought there was some really solid dating advice in this mystery movie that I was like, okay, not only are we, you know, we're on yeah. a little bit of an adventure here. Like, if you're a single gal, like, there's some, there's some good good nuggets of wisdom in here. So um, I find that really fun about mm -hmm. the series too. Yeah, you can't always yeah. go, you can't always go for the guy who's a pop, perfect on paper. That's right. True. Very yes. Good. Okay. So next we have Alexa Pinavega in the Picture Perfect Mysteries. And I think the biggest thing that this series has going for it is Ron Oliver as the director. I think he's giving it some style, some flair, some, some pizzazz to it that I don't think it would otherwise have. And I, I think that's a, a huge bump in its favor once they've aired so far. This one always takes me back to Spy Kids, probably because of Alexa, but I find it super fun, and I, I like um, Lex and Los together. I, I will, it's always fun to see a couple that acts like they're not a couple mm -hmm. on series. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that always makes it fun, and we always like to see it. Like you know, we like to see them stretch their, you know, their movies because you know we always want to see movies with 
Alexa and Carlos or, you know, uh, they're not a, they're not a couple in real life, but Kevin and Pascal, for example, but we can't have all the movies be about Kevin and Pascal (laughs) (laughs) or about, you know, all the rom-coms be about, you know, Alexa and Carlos. So I love that they put them together in a mystery series because I mean, with Aurora Tea Garden, we have like a hundred of those. We can do a hundred of those with Alexa and Carlos too, you know? Mm -hmm. So That'd be fun. One of the, first of all, I love the two of them in real, like in IRL. Like I love following their family. I've said that before um, on the show. And anytime we've had the pleasure of having them on, they are just so delightful. Um, So I want to champion them regardless because I like the two of them. But what I love about the series, and we really got to see it in Dead Over Diamonds, is their Latino culture. And, you know, we got introduced to, um, you know, uh, uh, family members and Eric Estrada is, is, um, in that one as a, as a guest star and possibly will continue on throughout, Mm -hmm. you know, with the next movie, um, which I believe they already have shot, um, you know, they shot before, um, COVID or like, I know it's still on Hallmark Movies Mysteries page. It'll say, it says coming this summer. Yeah, I think they I think they got through filming it, don't quote me, but I believe they but, but I believe they did. Mm-hmm. Um but I really love the fact that I mean that's so authentic to who they both are obviously. Their culture is very important to them and I love that that was in this movie and I hope to see more of it. And and I'm very very excited about that. Yeah. Yeah, um, I I hate to sound like a broken record talking about theater again, but I gotta give a shout out to Maya, the best friend. Yes, Prasad, <laughs> who she cracked me. I mean, I love her. I love her. I love I love the relationships in this movie. But she's always doing the over dramatic classic actory stuff in the best yes. way and that character Maya she fills me with delight so I always know that I, I'm really excited to see where they take her because I know it's always going to be some funny little actor nuggets that I'm going to see myself in and laugh and say yeah I do that yeah and she's an Indian American. She's an Indian, I think Canadian, maybe Indian mm-hmm. American gal. Um, so I, that makes me, I'm thrilled about yeah. that. It's a very diverse, it's a very diverse cast, which mm-hmm. is appreciated. And, um, and I will agree with you, Rachel, that it's shot in this way that is very Pink Panther. Mm-hmm. It's very, um, it, it's neat. It has a retro feel. Mm-hmm. The colors are exciting. It's, it's shot really well. Yeah. All right, next we have uh, Jill Wagner, Mystery 101, the next leading lady. And I think the biggest strength that this series has is, is its cast, not just Pla and, and Jill uh, that are so good together, of course. But I, you know, I love Preston, <laughs> Matthew James Down. And my favorite was, um, was Dead Talk. That was my favorite. <laughs> it was the best. I, I thought even just the title made me laugh. Every time they say Dead Talk, I would laugh. Uh, and I, I love, I love Matthew James Down in that as her ex and that like the, the, then how that made Travis all, je- all jealous. And I, I, that one I thought was really good. And, uh, so yeah, I mean, they've been really fun. I don't think they've had a real miss 
uh yeah my least favorite actually not to disagree with jacks was probably the play one but i i still you know enjoyed it uh but um uh casey what do you think about 101 uh, do you have to even ask what i think <laughs> about 101 that is my favorite favorite yeah. series i hooked number one like first movie i was like i am here for this i love jill wagner and chris paha and their chemistry together and like she is such a boss i'm like i want to yeah. be just like amy when i grow up and um like i just i just love the whole series i i don't think there's one that i've not liked i will say this one is easier for me to pinpoint who the murderer is i think i've gotten quite a few not all of them but um i i love it i am here for it i hope it lasts forever yeah i hope they're able to get back filming <laughs> soon uh what do you think uh, Jax? on this so actually i on the case casey and red herring rachel I wholeheartedly agree with both the things you just said in that it's my favorite series. And actually, Rachel, Playing Dead, while I liked Playing Dead, because like I said, I like the ones that are about plays, Dead Talk actually is my favorite. It was so good. Ones. Yeah. It's so good. Everything surrounding the TED Talk. When Hallmark aired their marathon a couple weeks ago, my mom and I spent um, – the two hours that Dead Talk was re-airing, we, I would say, watched it live together, but we were on the phone because we had both seen it, but then watching the movie. So Dead Talk, for me, is also my favorite. I love John Christian Plummer, who's one of the writers. We've had him on our show, and I think he's so smart. So there's all these literary references in there and Shakespearean references that I love. So, yes. Uh, Mystery 101, Amy is so smart. I love how she talks to her students. And, of course, I love the whole moonlighting vibes that she's got going on with Travis. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all, Mystery 101 is too darn good. Let's just be real. It really is. Um, The slow burn between Travis and Amy is so good. Um, Amy's dad being a um, fiction, you know, a crime fiction writer, uh, you know, in Education and Murder, I think is probably the, the last one, the most recent one that aired is probably my favorite because that's the one that I literally was like, oh my gosh, what? Like who done it? Like I could not believe it. Um, and I think, you know, uh, you know, the whole cast is, are, are such great actors, but Christopher Palaha, I will say as Travis, especially in an education of murder, we get to see so many layers to that character of like what happened in his past, also his love life. Like there's so many things that happen in this most recent movie that I'm like, Oh my gosh, I I can't wait to see what we learn about his character and how that's going to affect Amy and their relationship and it's really it's a good it's a good series. It it keeps me on my toes. Yeah. It's a really good one. It's not my favorite. I'll tell you in a minute. What well, my favorite. Ooh. But uh but <laughs> ooh. 
but it's really good. Um, so we have uh, the we have Martha's Vineyard series to talk about next, and this one's a weird one because it doesn't have a female lead. Uh, you have Sarah Lynn who is is the supporting role more, but Jesse Metcalf is the lead, uh, which is is kind of weird for me uh, with Hallmark. I don't know, but they've been pretty good. I think they've been pretty well written as far as the clues and the 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 other things. They have the one that was the heist uh type of film and i i liked that one that had so many red herrings um but uh but yeah i think that it's it's been pretty good i think it fits because he's actually an ex-cop so like or an ex-detective and so you're getting to know his backstory at the same time and so it's the most natural you have the same thing actually with picture perfect but uh it's not quite as as much of a stretch for either of them because she does the the you know the autopsies and stuff and or she's a doctor and uh so what do you think uh casey have you gotten to see any of these yep i've seen both of them and i so going into it i was kind of like okay this is different there's a dude that's the lead yeah okay but it's jesse Metcalf, and you know he's cool (laughs) um Um, but I, I was pleasantly surprised that I really, really enjoyed it. I like the writing style. I like that. I was like kept on my toes. Sarah Lind is such a boss. And I think I like that about her too. She's not, um, not that anybody's like a damsel in distress necessarily for any of the series, but she is definitely like, she, she's a, she's, I don't know. She's amazing. That's the word I could describe her. I mean, she's just super smart and she keeps Jesse Metcalf on his toes. Like their characters are just like zinging along. Um, and I do like the fact that she does the autopsies. Like that's kind of a fun thing too. Like we don't have a, you know, an, a, a third party person like we do in the others. Um, so all these little elements, I think it's, it's, it's different. And I like that. I like that it's, it's different what do you what do you girls think about this one having a male lead are you there do we lose yeah uh, oh, yeah uh, you know you know i i have to say you know i agree with the both of you i that definitely jumped out at me when they first had um you know the promos for it and we found out about it uh but what I will say um to echo sort of what Casey's saying too is that I'm glad that they made Sarah Lynn's character, you know, uh, Z, a very strong female character. I mean, she Mm -hmm. really is integral to um, every case that's been solved. And because her dad is also, you know, uh, a detective, a former detective, you know, a police chief or whatnot, she is a part of that world, but she also brings so much more with her medical expertise. So that to me made it okay that we don't have a leading lady in this that's like our leading, um, you know, our lead. Uh, and I think the other part about Martha's Vineyard Mysteries that, and, and, you know, call me superficial here, but it's pretty. I really like seeing the background and it being, you know, on an island and, it, you know, with the water and the boats. And it's sort of, um, it's nice escapism, but it's interesting. So um, I really like that about it too. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like for um Martha's Vineyard, 
what two little things that I geeked out about were that Shaw and I were so excited because we had Jackie Shaw that was named after us. Oh yeah. Uh, like, yeah. So that, that was so was funny. Craig <laughs> and gave us a little shout out, but also something that I thought was cute at play is again this best friendship between Z and her best friend Britt and that's Sunita again she's making her rounds in the mystery movies and she makes me laugh at everyone I think I I would love to see a movie where Sunita was the lead because in every mystery movie that she's in I'm loving the best friend role that she's playing so I'm like yeah I want to see her cracking the case herself Mm -hmm. But um, I, I do, I do like that this world does feel, like y'all said, it's beautiful, it's gorgeous, but it does feel gritty because of the fact that, as you guys referenced too, you know, Z is doing the autopsies, Jeff is a former detective cop and has got this dark backstory. So I think the grittiness of that juxtaposed with how beautiful the actual setting is, is really compelling for me. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, next we have my actual favorite series. It's Daro and Daro with the whole cast is just fantastic. But Kimberly Williams Paisley is our lead, but you got it. You got Wendy Malick in there. You have Lyle Fitzgerald. We love on the podcast. And, uh, and then Tom Cavanaugh, who, uh, I, you know, I've been a huge fan of his service. He's actually my favorite hallmark movie ever with trading christmas is one i love and um so he's he's great they're great and i just i like courtroom dramas more than i like mysteries and so the fact that this is more of a courtroom drama unless mystery is a plus for me i love the banter between the two of them i love the family dynamics the family fun there is always really strong and uh i don't know i think it's it's i think it's the best written Aside from, you know, Science Hill Delivered, I think it's the best written series that they have uh, currently. Uh, it's very well done. Uh, would you agree, Casey? I 100% agree. Um, there are not enough accolades for this. I feel like it always gets swept under. I don't know, I know. why. Um, but fun fact, when I was in like high school, I wanted to be like a paralegal or wanted to be a lawyer. And then I was like, Ooh, extra school. No, thank you. Um, so <laughs> I, <laughs> I really, I love Dare on Dare for the fact that it is a courtroom drama and I've always loved Kimberly Williams Paisley because, uh, father of the bride and I, she's just so great. And I love her chemistry like with Claire and Miles chemistry. And I'm so happy we finally got a kiss and it was super spoon worthy. So excited. And I really hope they make more. I, I like that. It's again, I like that it's different and that it is a courtroom drama rather than a mystery. Um, but yeah, that's definitely, this is definitely another series that's up there for me for sure. Yeah. I think that's so we're talking about the courtroom drama aspect, which Mm -hmm. I, I also do enjoy. And watch a decent amount of courtroom dramas in my day. I love a good procedural. But that scene where Claire and Miles are trying to explain to the judge that they're now together yeah. was talking to make the case rolling. I think I've watched that scene. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. And the whole thing with the grape soda, I just loved I, I, I it was so good. You can't you can't be I agree with y'all hundred percent. You can't be the banter 
um, because you're, you're literally, I mean, everyone on that show, but the, you know, sort of the three main actors there, you know, Kimberly Williams, Paisley, Tom Cavanaugh, and Wendy Malick. I mean, all three of those actors are just incredible performers. They are so funny. They're on top of their game. I mean, you're watching, you know, you're watching some high level acting in sort of a world that is meant to have some, again, some hijinks, some, some things that they make really grounded and funny and, and you're invested, but you're also really entertained. So I a hundred percent agree with you. The, the banter, the way they deliver their lines, the speed in which they deliver it too, like how ratatat it is, is, um, is one of my favorite parts of the show. And I love the Darrow women. I mean, talk about like, again, you know, we're talking about all these, these female characters and the leads being female, but like in this series, we're watching a whole, you know, a whole family of women and what they're going through each one of them aside from what's happening in the case. So that's a winner for me. Yeah. All right. Next we have the Morning Show Mysteries, Holly Robinson Pete. And one of the things that I always crack up in this series is uh, how they're able to disguise the fact that Rick Fox is, is like 12 inches taller. <laughs> like over a foot taller. <laughs> Which is hilarious. They, they find these ways that he's like, the poor man is like slumping over the entire set uh, because they're trying to make him look not as tall. But, um, but he's he is very dreamy, in my opinion. Uh, I do think that this one is the one they have to bend over the most in order to get her involved. I mean, a morning show cook, it's not a natural fit <laughs> for, for a sleuther thing. Uh, and so it's a pretty big stretch, but I think they have a lot of fun with it. I particularly liked the one with the... Um, with the, uh, the the rubber duckies. It was so silly. Yes. I enjoyed it. <laughs> yes. I I liked that one too, Rachel, yeah. for sure. I and liked I, that one. And I like Aunt Cassandra. I think she's a lot of fun. Uh, Karen Robinson, I think is the actress's name. She, she does a good job, I think, in that role. And I feel like they give her more to do than what I was seeing with Barbara Niven in Crossroads, where I feel like Cassandra actually has like plot and isn't just an exposition dump character. She actually has a character arc and is growing and you get to see her date people and just have things happen. And uh, so I think they're using that character better in this and having fun with her character. So I've liked that. And uh, I don't know if you haven't seen any of these, Casey. This one, I think I've seen, the, I think I saw the latest one and I liked it. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm needing to catch up on it, but I do like um, just the angle they take. And I love the diversity as yeah. well with the characters. Yeah, that's nice uh, on it uh, for sure. Uh, okay. Yeah, in, um, in Death by Design, I think that the, the twin aspect is wild oh, and watching holly robinson pete and rick fox i always like when i can tell my dad and my brother something relatable about hallmark them and i'm like guys rick fox is in this movie and they get all excited because they're like oh he's you know basketball so um yeah and of course holly robinson pete is great but she's always great and i (laughs) i would expect nothing less from her but it's nice to have that extra level of relatability for the men in my family so rick fox (laughs) (laughs) well and i i think i mentioned this earlier with you know ruby herring being sort of again that 
that news room world. I like that this is a morning show um, type of environment. I think there's always like a fun cast of characters when you're talking about morning show TV. And I, I like that Al Roker actually from the Today Show, he created this series or helped create yeah. it and, and executive produces it. So, um, you know, that's always fun. The, the last one, um, Death by Design, no, Countdown to Murder was the last one or Death by Design? Now I'm getting confused. Um, oh, no, no, no. It wasn't it was the twin by, one the last one? Y- yes, that was Death by Design, right? Yeah. Um, wow. That one too, I was just like, again, I like how, similar to Ruby Herring, there's some campy stuff that's happening in both of these where I don't think they take themselves so seriously that makes it really sort of fun. Um, But also it's really well acted and there's still a really good mystery there. So, and Holly, Mm -hmm. Holly Robinson, Pete, you can't beat her. She's just wonderful. We've obviously had her on the show. We've met her in person. She is uh, a delight. So I love supporting her and anything that she does. Very good. All right. We're almost done. So then we have Emma Fielding, Courtney Thorne Smith. Uh, we had one last year. Uh, who knows if that's all the last we'll get, but, but the thing I think is fun about this series is it has a little bit of an Indiana Jones sort of flair to it. There's a little bit of her sort of discovering things and things that's fun. And this last one, I I really enjoyed it. These pedantic, ridiculous professors I thought were hilarious and so ridiculous uh, that I enjoyed <laughs> I enjoyed them. It was pretty bonkers. There was always like secret uh, secret hideaway layers and and uh, tombs and stuff like that. <laughs> and it was yeah. it was fun. And uh, <laughs> Casey, you got to see this one, right? Uh, yes, I did. <laughs> Because I think we had talked about it last when it aired, and I was like, "What the heck did I just?" Watch? Yeah. <laughs> I think I was the only person in the world that had this had that movie in my top twenty of the year for Hallmark because I thought it was fun. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I mean, okay, so initially I was just like, first of all, the Seinfeld the Seinfeld deliver connection. I was like, hold up, we got Jeff Gustafson here, and. He's hysterical right now because he's, this is not Norman. This is some other, you know, professor who's acting crazy. And then not only that, but we have the guy, I can't remember his name. I'm looking him up now. But basically Shane's ex, Stephen Merrick. Don't remember the actor's name. Apologies. But he's also there. And didn't he have like a British accent or something? And I was like, what? something's weird here but <laughs> when I watched it a second, <laughs> when I watched it a second time I was like okay I can get the you know ridiculous you know campiness of this I, I can dig this one it just I think it just took me by surprise because it was so different than the others that I had seen because you know I'm really big on like Aurora Tea Garden, Garage Sale Mysteries, Ruby Harry like all that fun like stuff and then this one was like way out of left field for me so um I need to go back and rewatch um like the the previous Emma Fielding ones but yeah this one (laughs) this one threw me for a loop I hope they make more if you're listening yeah make more they're fun 
Yeah, they really, they, the, this whole world is, um, it is, it's someone, I mean, I know I've said the word campy 50 billion times in this episode, but this is probably the number one campy mystery series on the network. And that's what makes it so hilarious and so much fun. And Courtney Thorne Smith is so good. And it's neat that it's like an academic world and we're, we're talking about our archeology span and, um, it's just, it's very, it's very cool and it's fun. And, uh, and I, yeah, I really dig it too. It, 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 it makes me laugh a lot of the time as well as I'm invested. So yeah, it's a lot of yeah, fun. It's really interesting. I always get a of course, probably a huge part of the reason why Mystery 101 is one of my faves is because I get very invested in the academic world. That's almost what I went into. I almost got my MA PhD in theater, and that's what I was going to do. And But not surprisingly to anyone who knows me, I've got some serious knowledge gaps in weird places. And I remember when I went, when I watched Sight Unseen, I was like, I don't think I know anything about Jamestown, really. Like, what do I know? So it makes me want to learn more. Mm -hmm. And I find that really intriguing about these worlds that are academic, because a lot of times references, if I get them and I understand them, that's cool. And then if I don't, I think, well, I should at least Google that and learn a bit more. So Mm -hmm. I I like that, especially about Sight Unseen. I thought that one was, was really fun. Yeah. All right, last one we have is the gourmet detective. We have Brooke Burns as our lead in that, and I've only seen one of these actually. I've only seen the most recent one because the uh, the previous one I think had just missed us when we just started the the podcast in 2017, so we didn't cover it, and uh, and so I I hadn't seen any of them, and uh, and. I thought it was okay. I didn't love it. Um, I didn't love the case. I thought it was a little over the, it was a little over the top. Um, but they had some nice banter. I think those are two quality actors with Brick Burns and, um, uh, can I think of his name? Dylan Neal. Dylan Neal. Dylan Neal. Yeah. Brick Burns and Dylan Neal, I think are, are both good actors. So I think they elevate it, uh, quite a bit. And, and their relationship was kind of was fun, but uh, I'd only like I said I've only seen the one. So Casey, you're a fan of this. I, I'm a new fan. Thanks new fan. To, <laughs> yeah, opposite of Rachel. Thanks to the new one. So I watched. <laughs> I watched the the newest one first. I think it was because um, I think I just didn't have anything else to watch on TV, and I was trying to convince my husband to watch something with me, and he's like, "Pick something," and I'm like, "Oh, we're watching a mystery." <laughs> why did I say that (laughs) and so we watched it together and I really appreciate the banter I thought it was a lot of fun uh Dylan Neal's hysterical I didn't know he was that funny um and it was you know the word of the night is campy I think that's a big thing with this like it's not so serious either Mm -hmm. um which I also appreciate and it revolves around food and you can't mm-hmm. go wrong with that, um, but yeah, I really, I really like this um, the series, and we, I've watched it all the way back. I haven't seen the pilot because I don't know that it's aired or it didn't save to my DVR or whatever. But I think it's a lot of fun, and I really hope they make more because yeah. I really like the dialogue. One thing that's hilarious in these is in Hallmark is I feel like Hallmark is afraid to have them do anything like 
too illegal. And so they, instead of having them like trafficking drug or creating meth or something like that, they have them like, they have them making illegal olive oil or uh, ever, that was one of the chronicle mysteries <laughs> that could be illegal olive oil or uh they the in this one they they were it was like birchwood or some anyway <laughs> it was like <laughs> he's got he's got his like illegal uh yeah. random <laughs> random uh, uh garden house i don't know that that kind of makes me laugh i'm like who has an illegal olive oil operation <laughs> i guess that's the thing well you know, it's, 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 uh, it's so funny when, when those things do pop up and, you know, the, the positive of it though is it is a family friendly network, right? Yeah, so like if sure. you are watching it with your nine-year-old yeah. or, you know, a, a, like a younger person, you don't necessarily want all that stuff in the mystery. Um, you want it so that it's still intriguing, but it's also very family friendly. So I think that's why they sort of scale back from that, um, because it's generational viewing. But, um, my number one thing about this mystery series is Brooke Burns. I think as detective Maggie Price, she is just she owns it. I love her performance in this. And I, I like when I get to see female detectives and female cops, like really know their stuff, really be strong. Um, it just, it really excites me. And I think she just does a great job, especially in contrast to, you know, Henry Ross played by Dylan Neal. Like the contrast of their personalities is good, but she really makes it for me mm-hmm. in this series. Yeah. I agree. You yeah, I like that they're I like that they're already a couple. So rather than the the slow burns that we have, like we've got a lot of slow burns, which I value and that's fine. And then we've got the the buddy comedy that we get in our Haley Dean. We've got a couple that's an established couple, and I think that that's also nice to see for some variety and contrast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, very true. There we go. We did it. We talked about all the series. This was really fun. (laughs) This was awesome. um, Red Herring Rachel. And you know what it really, really uh, just hearing us talk about all these sort of mystery heroines that quite frankly are kicking butt. It's just like, so, I mean, we didn't talk about that, but the action sequences in all of these, especially like when any of our heroines are like, you know, I know in Aurora Tea Garden, I always love, there's always, and Casey, you might feel me on this too, always at the end of the movie, like Ro is kicking butt. She's always like, she's always in the thick of it. And that's what I, you know, Jill Wagner's the same. I mean, Amy's, and they all are, they all are. They're all really strong and it's, it's sort of action packed. And I think most of the actresses do their own work Mm -hmm. too, which Mm -hmm. is cool. Like they might have a stunt double here or there um, for things, but I think a lot of them do a lot of that, you know, those action scenes, um, which just is really fun. It's really, it's really fun. Well, thank you so much, girls. This was so much fun to chat and catch up and we hope you all had a fun time listening to us talk about these mysteries and just catching up and, and, uh, it was a great time. And, uh, I, I think everybody knows, but for the record, where can people find your podcast and your social media, all that fun stuff? You can find us at the bubbly sesh. 
rate, review, subscribe, do all the things. Give yourself a moniker. Give yourself yeah. a moniker, Yes. Let us know who you are. Yes. <gasps> Tweet at us. Tweet at both of us. Tweet at Hallmarkies Podcast and at Hallmark Channel's Bubbly yes. Sash and let us know who – your mystery moniker. Yeah. And – you know, next time you're sleuthing who you are, because we've got on the case, Casey, red herring, Rachel, mystery, Maven, Jacks, Sherlock, Shaw. I mean, we all need a name to sleuth. Yes. Yeah, we do. Go. To super sleuth, we need it. <laughs> uh, all right, Casey, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Hallmark My Words. And I know that some people listening will be like, wait a second, you forgot one sign still delivered. We didn't because we have our own little series, Deliver Me a Pod, where we talk about all things signed, sealed, delivered, Um, and that's why it's separate. So you can find that on Twitter and on Instagram now, too. So Deliver Me a Podcast and Deliver Me a Pod. Very good. And Casey, congratulations on that, by the way. That is so cool that y'all are doing that. And I know, of course, that fan base. I mean, Jax and I both, when it came out, we were like, oh my gosh, that's so awesome that someone is devoting the time that 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 series needs because it's so special. So um, that is awesome. So congrats on that. That's very cool. Thank you. Yeah. And Rachel has been super awesome letting us like become little leaders under her. Her leadership. <laughs> great. I, it's great. I don't have to do anything. I just let you go and you're doing awesome. Yeah. Uh, she's shedding a tear. She's like, you, my little babies are growing. <laughs> well, uh, ladies, thank y'all so much for having us. I mean, this is, it's always, again, you know, Jackson, I've said this before and I know I've said this, so excuse me if I'm a broken record, y'all, and you've heard this before, but this community of fans is just so welcoming, so heartwarming. I love that all of us can, you know, there's so many different podcasts and we can all get together and like enjoy and chat about all the content that we're all covering and, um, you know, be friends and care about what each other's doing. And, and it's just a really special fandom and I, I love being part of it. We do too. And next time we do a snake draft, we're going oh, to Rachel's reviews, all of her social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So please check that out. I do weekly family movie night picks, and I'd really appreciate everybody checking that out. Uh, but then also make sure you're following the podcast, the Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast, all of her social media on iTunes and YouTube. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews along with our girls at the Bubbly Sesh. Please do for both of us. It means so much. Uh, and then if you are listening on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. We really appreciate it appreciate that too we have our merch store which is super fun and has merch for a lot of these mysteries so check it out inspired merch uh and then we also have our patron group which we again appreciate so much all that information will be in the description section so thank you again to jackson Shaw for coming on and supporting our podcast and talking about the mysteries and thanks to casey for coming as well love you guys so much and hope you're all doing well and that you're safe and uh we will we will be in touch uh, soon and we'll talk to y'all later Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Thank you. We did it. Yay.